The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. Rip his heart out, I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander, he's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston, I'm Jack Dempsey, there's no one like me. I'm from their claw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable, and I'm just ferocious. I want your heart, I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast, episode 24, season 8. I'm your host, E-Dub, and we are back after a, um, I guess, a one-game hiatus uh, I wasn't able to pod on Friday night. Um, had to go to my kids' Christmas program, and I gotta say this, man, my kids did a great job. You know, uh, so we didn't pod after the Sixers game. I did, however, see what happened. But uh, listen, we're not gonna go back. <laughs> we're not gonna go back in time. We're not gonna rehash the old stuff. We're gonna talk about tonight's game. And tonight, the Hawks took on the Charlotte Hornets. The uh, Lamelo Less Charlotte Hornets, and uh, they fall, man. They fall one thirty to one twenty seven. And um, listen, man. <sighs> there's many ways we can go with this game, right? There's many things. There's many avenues that we can go down this game. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna try to tackle as many as we can tonight. And I have to apologize for. Uh, I know my voice may sound a little raspy a little uh, sinusy but uh <clears throat> excuse me my sinuses are doing that thing that they do when uh the seasons change and everything starts to go haywire but i did not want to leave you <laughs> without another podcast and uh give you guys my thoughts on the atlanta hawks and uh especially after tonight's game man Giving up 130 points to the Charlotte Hornets, a team without LaMelo Ball and without Terry Rozier. So um, I have plenty of thoughts on that. Uh, you guys have, have 
shot me some input as well. We're definitely going to get to that in the second and third segment. And we have some um, we have some audio from Coach, and we have some audio from Trey. So you're definitely going to want to stick around to check that out. But first, let me get rid of some of this housekeeping. Um, a big part of what we do is on the social media front. So make sure you're following us on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at uh, HawksBeat. That's all one word. That's how you get at us. Make sure you follow us on all of those platforms. Also, we would love for you to subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast and uh, let us know what you think about the pod. Go ahead. Give us a five-star rating first. And then let us know how you like the podcast. <laughs> so let us know if there's anything that we need to fix, anything you would like to see, any additional segments, whatever, whatever. Just make sure you hit us with that five stars first, and uh, then we can talk about it. But uh, that's about it, man. That's about it. I, I appreciate all the support that we've been getting thus far. And uh, <clears throat> excuse me. We've really been off to a good start uh, with this season doing the podcast. So we have some things down the pipe, and I don't want to let it out the bag now, but um, keep your fingers crossed, man. I, I'm working on some things, and uh, hopefully it will increase the viability of the podcast. But um, to all of those who are um, supporters of the pod and all those who continuously uh, check us out again. We appreciate you guys. We appreciate you guys. We appreciate you guys. So, um, <laughs> first of all, in the totality, uh, let me just say it wasn't a good weekend for Georgia sports. Uh, you had the Bulldogs losing on Saturday night. You had the Falcons lose. And then to cap it off, you had the Hawks lose to the Hornets. So, listen. I I I I am extending an olive branch to all you Georgia fans and uh, let you guys know that it's gonna be all right. Better days are coming. And hey, listen, at least you got the Braves, <laughs> right? I mean, the Braves they got a, they went ahead and got their their championship. So you can always fall back on that championship whenever someone wants to talk trash to you when you go to work tomorrow. Bring up the Braves if that's all you got. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, man. Hawks and Hornets had the 6 p.m. game. And let me tell you something. Uh, I'm a big fan of the 6 p.m. games. I wish we had more of them. Um, You're able to do what you got to do and and get out at a decent time. And uh, I'm all for the 6 o'clock games. I was able to get home at a decent time, uh, put my kids to bed, get the lunches done and everything. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm all for the 6 o'clock games. But both teams were a little shorthanded today. The Hawks were, of course, without Bogey, without Dre, without Cam, and, uh, you know, Okongu, all those guys. Those guys didn't play, and Charlotte came in here, uh, and, and they were without LaMelo Ball and Terry Rozier. So, listen, um, a lot of people were talking about, hey, man, we need these guys back. Listen, everybody's got injuries, guys. Everyone's got injuries. Everyone has people in, in COVID protocols, so I don't want to hear anything about the injuries. Everybody's playing shorthanded. Next man up mentality. And uh, you got to do what you got to do, man. I thought TLC, uh, and and I'll get to this more in the second segment, but I thought TLC played a good game in uh, the stead of playing, you know, playing at at one of the wing positions. I thought he played really well on both sides of the ball. So 
We're going to get into the game flow. I'm going to cut this little, little short on the first segment so we can get more on the back end of the second segment. So um, we're going to get into the game flow. We're going to tell you what we saw at the game, what the numbers saw, and then we'll give you our takeaways in that second segment. So I'm going to take a quick commercial break. On the other side, uh, we're going to get into segment two, man. So you listen to the Hogsmeade Podcast, episode 24 of season eight. It's your man, Edub. We'll be right back. This segment is brought to you by Manscaped. Hey guys, what's up? It's Edub. I know you guys have heard our Manscaped read by now, and I'm here to tell you, listen, not too late to get that below the belt trim that some of you are in desperately need of listen manscaped not only has top of the line waterproof trimmers to keep the hedges nice and clean but they also have boxers lotions colognes to have you feeling and smelling so fresh and so clean so head over to manscaped.com use our promo code hawksbeat for 20% off your entire order and free shipping. Once again, that promo code is HawksBeat for 20% off and free shipping. She'll be glad you did. All right, folks, let's get into it. Let me just say this from the outset. This was a pretty good game. Like, I mean, as far as like, yes, I know the Hawks should have won, but uh, you had... 17 lead changes. Uh, the score was tied 10 times. It was a fairly close ball game, you know. Only problem is, can't give up 130 points, you know. You give up 130 points, you better score 150. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, let's get into this, man. Let's get into Let me find my notes. Where are my notes? Okay. Uh, yeah, man, so uh, from the outset, both teams were definitely – Without some of their guys, and uh, you know, you got it. You got you got to go with what you got, right? So uh, Nate went, went with a starting lineup of Trey, Cav, TLC, and John Collins, Clint Capella, and for the most part, everyone's looking at TLC. And I will tell you this, man, he was probably one of the better guys tonight, offensively and deep. Well, not offensively, but I mean, he he was okay offensively. Thought he played really good defensively too. Had a nice chase down block. Uh, I thought he had good energy. I just, you know, I, I liked it. Also of note, uh, tonight was the four oh four night for the Hawks. Uh, second night in a row that they played for. Had the four oh four night and wore the yellow unis. Big fan of those, but uh, it appears that the fans aren't <laughs> because they can't win a ball game in them joints. So I don't know. Maybe we, maybe they need to bring back the MLK jerseys, right? Maybe they need to bring back the MLK joints, the black ones with the silver. Do the whole MLK thing. I don't know. I don't know. Um, it was interesting uh, as the game started. Uh, Nate McMillan went with Trey Young. Uh, he he did the early rest thing where they play Trey maybe about six minutes and then they rest him. And then they bring him back. And uh, so Delonte was the first sub out the game. And usually, uh, all season long, it's usually been Cam and Gallinari as your first subs. But um, Delonte was the first one. And then uh, Solo and Gallo came in as far as, you know, the first quarter and the rotations were concerned. First quarter, I thought it was just a lot of uh, back and forth. 
I don't think either side played really good defense on that first quarter. Uh, yeah, both both teams scored 30 points. Uh, Kelly Obre uh, let folks know, look, man, last game he came here, he really stunk up the joint. Not tonight. <laughs> this man was hitting some tough shots, tough shots. Uh, he goes for 11 in the first quarter. Four of eight, three of five shooting, and it was like, okay, yeah, Kelly Oubre is Kelly Oubre is in the building. And let me apologize. I said Delante first. I, I didn't mean to say Delante. Delon, Delon Wright, the backup point guard. I'm thinking of Delante West. He used to play for the Cavs, but yeah, Delon was was the guy that came in for Trey in that first quarter. And I thought Delon played pretty decent. You know, he didn't really give you much offensively. But, uh, you know, it, it kind of is what it is with DeLon, right? Um, but, yeah, first quarter, 30-30. to 30, A lot of just back and forth. Not much defense on either side. Second second quarter, I thought the defense got a, a – I thought it got worse for the Hawks, to, to, put, it, to put it plainly. Uh, they lose the quarter 38-31, to 31, and I just – I didn't like their energy. Like, I didn't like their energy. But, like, statistically – they were right with them. Like it was thirty-eight to thirty-one. So you're going into halftime with like a seven-point, uh, a seven-point deficit, and all of the numbers were the ref were were really around the same. Both teams are shooting about fifty percent from the field. Both teams are shooting about forty percent from three. Um, you're you're rebounding. You're out rebounding them. You have more assist. The only thing that was different between you and the Hornets was turnovers. It was turnovers. They had one and you had seven. And that's problematic. That's problematic. So uh, of those seven, Trey had five of them. And uh, see, John had one. Capella had one. So, I mean, listen, Trey is obviously going to have the most turnovers because he's the one that distributes the ball. So had eight assists. Five turnovers. You would like for those turnovers to be a little bit lower, but I've never been really one to bang Trey on his turnovers because he gets you a lot of assists. When you get a lot of assists, sometimes you you know you turn the ball over. That's just the nature of the business. But I thought even though the the numbers were kind of equal, I didn't necessarily like the Hawks' energy. And I was like, if they're going to win this game, they are going to need to play better defense. Like, eventually, you're going to have to get stops, right? Eventually, you're going to have to stop the other team from scoring. Unless you just go nuts offensively. And tonight, I didn't get the feel that the Hawks were going to go nuts offensively. And uh, they didn't. <laughs> they didn't. Third quarter, I thought they came out with a little bit better energy. Um, they actually went on a 14-2 to run. And I tell you what, man, it was very impressive. You know, they go to JC and Trey starts knocking down some shots. And you're like, okay, now we got a little bit of synergy here, right? You know, uh, Trey with eight points in the quarter. Uh, John with eight points in the quarter. But they didn't start. They didn't finish the quarter as well as they started the quarter. And that's problematic because you go up 14-2 run, and you're like, okay, you got a little bit of a lead, but as soon as they got it, here come the Hornets because they were just really good offensively all night long, all night long. 
they were just really good offensively. Even when the Hawks went on a run, like they were still getting buckets. And so, of course, like I always say, don't <laughs> don't put any faith into any type of lead. Uh, they were able to come back, man. They were able to come back, and the lead was 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 uh, short lived. <laughs> it was short lived, and they ended up battling to a tie in that third quarter. And I thought that was very very pivotal because I thought that was when the Hawks could have made a little bit of a move. They could have uh, kind of separated themselves like you're at home. This team is, is playing without two of their guys. And I thought you really had a chance to seize the opportunity, but they didn't. Um, certain things of note in the third quarter. John Collins caught a body like he dunked on all. I forget who it was that he dunked on, but I, I don't know when folks are going to realize that you don't need to jump with that man. Like, don't jump with that man. He he is going to dunk on you. It is not going to be good for you. But uh, John caught a body. And, I mean, they replayed it like five times in the arena. <laughs> it was crazy. It was a crazy dunk. Uh, unfortunately, Solomon Hill. Uh, left the game with a uh, a hamstring injury. I meant to mention that earlier. He left the game in the second quarter uh, with the hamstring injury. We haven't got updated on the seriousness of that injury. So uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter. And as soon as the Hawks let us know something, we will let you know something. So the fourth quarter begins and you're down by seven, which isn't the worst deficit in the world. You know, to begin with, and I would say in the totality, the Hawks played well enough offensively to win the game. It's just offensively, you they weren't getting any stops, and so you have to hold the Hawks accountable for that. And you kind of got to tip your cap to the Hornets, like they played some really good basketball. I think people don't. I think people undersell the fact that. Bench players are NBA players as well. Like Ish Smith is a bona fide baller. Like he he can ball. Like you know he had eighteen and seven tonight. Like he goes downhill. He's he's one of the fastest guards in the NBA. So you have to tip your cap to Charlotte, and you have to hold the Hawks accountable. Like so, I don't know how you find that balance, but both of those things can be true, right? Hawks outscored Charlotte 35 to 31 in the quarter, but I thought that they missed key opportunities. And I'll talk a little bit about that more in in the third segment. Uh, Trey was asked about some of his shot selection. And on the timeline, a lot of people were were, uh, having some question marks about some of the shots that that Trey was taking in in the fourth quarter. And here's, and let me go back and look at the, the, the stat sheet real quick. And I just want to bring up something in which I thought was problematic, right? So if you watch the fourth quarter, it was obvious that uh, Kevin Herter and John Collins were the guys that kind of had it going, right? Kevin trying to get Kevin Herter the ball. Trey was trying to get going. And um, he was taking a lot of three-point shots from like, you know, and you know how Trey's threes are. You know what I'm saying? He shoots from 30-something feet out. And it's cool and everything when he makes it. But when he doesn't make it, it looks bad. Like, it looks bad. <laughs> and so here, he, he, that, that's the, 
how can I say this? That's what you get with Trey. That's what you get with Trey. And it's not like he doesn't it's not like he doesn't practice the shot. In NBA players, they're going to take the shots that they practice. And that's what the shots that he takes. However, I think it is a valid question to ask, is that shot like I don't know. It's easy to second guess it when they don't go in, right? It's easy to say, man, he should be taking those shots. But let me read something for you. Okay. Hawks are down 107. Let me see. Da, 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 da. Hawks are up 110 to 105, right? You got a five-point lead. Hawks, Trey takes a three-point pull-up shot from 32 feet out. Now, for those keeping track at home, I think the three-point line is like at 26. He takes a shot from 32. You know, Trey takes deep threes. That's what his game is. He misses it, right? So, next thing down, uh, Gallo hits a shot. You know, they're up five. Then he comes back down, and he takes another 32-point shot, a 32-foot shot. And he misses that one. It's like, okay, they got some subs come in. Uh, and then after that, he takes one from 25 feet, just like a regular three-pointer, and he misses that one. Like, those are missed opportunities, you know, missed opportunities, I thought, could have easily swayed a game in which you lost by three points. Like, I I might be a little old school. I'm not a fan of those long threes. Like, I mean... I mean, and he might even hit him at a nice clip. I haven't even done the metrics. I'm just not a fan of it. I'm just not. I don't. I don't, I don't see basketball like that, right? Like, I'd much rather you go into John Collins. I'd much rather you even get Kevin Herter a shot. I'm just not a fan of the deep threes. And I'm. And I'm gonna tell you what. There's probably gonna be a game where he's gonna hit these shots, and I'll be like, you know what? He made them, but I still don't like them. I'm never gonna like those shots. But, I mean, those are the shots he practices, and those are the shots he's going to take. So, uh, he didn't really shoot too well in the fourth quarter. There were some question questionable shots um, as far as shot selection is concerned. And that's just not from me. I, that's from that's some of y'all. You know, some of the fans were saying, like, yo, why is he taking these shots? I don't have the answers. I don't. He takes them because he practices them. He takes them because he makes them at, on occasion. Would I like to see him take another shot at that point in the game? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, there was a back and forth a little bit between Chris Kirshner and Trey, and I'm going to play that for you guys in this next segment. But, um, yeah, fourth quarter, Hawks just didn't have enough. Uh, now you now it is a viable question to ask these Hawks, this Hawks team, um, how are we closing out games? How are you closing out games? Closing out games was an issue the Hawks had last season before Nate arrived. They seemed to solve that riddle. But now you have a sample size of two games in a row where you don't close out in the second quarter, in, in the fourth quarter. Now, luckily, this quarter you didn't have just nine points. You had 35 points, but you, you don't play any defense. You know? Um,. Kevin Herter had it going in the fourth quarter. John Collins had nine points. I would have much liked to see those guys, the ball go a little bit more to those guys in the fourth quarter. That's me personally. 
What are your thoughts? Let me know. Hit me up at Hawksbeat on Twitter and Instagram. Let me know your thoughts about tonight's game. So, um, Hawks fall by three. Um, one, what was it? 120 to 117. No, 130 to 127. I'm sorry. Um, we're going to hear a little bit of sound from Trey. We're going to hear a little bit of sound from Nate McMillan. And I'm going to read some of your tweets in the next segment. Hear what you guys have to say. I'm going to give you my final takeaways. And then we'll put this uh, podcast in a pretty little bow and wrap it up for you. So you're listening to the Hawksbeat Podcast, episode 24, of season 8. It's your man, E-Dub. We'll be right back. This segment is brought to us by Tillman's Trinkets and Things. Custom jewelry shipped quickly to your doorstep. Every piece will be uniquely yours. You can get the Tillman's Trinkets and Things from our website, thehawksbeat.com. Just click on their banner, Tillman's Trinkets and Things. Shout out to our guy, Jonathan. He's done great work. He's made pieces for my daughter, for my son, for myself. Check out the folks over at Tillman's Trinkets and Things. This segment is brought to you by Dow Family Wellness, the official chiropractor of the Hawks Beat Podcast. If you are experiencing any type of back pain, neck pain, or pain pain, go see our guy, Dr. Rick. Ask him about the Hawks Beat Special, which includes a consultation, digital scans, and an adjustment for just $37. Just tell him E-Dub from the Hawks Beat sent you. That's Dow Family Wellness. Check out their banner at thehawksbeat.com or call Dr. Rick, 470-395-3478. That's 470-395-3478. Visit Dow Family Wellness. Tell them Hawksbeat sent you. All right, we are back. Hawksbeat Podcast, episode 24 of season 8. Um, trying to make sense of this uh, loss to the Charlotte Hornets. Hawks fall uh, on a night where they were offensively good enough to win. Um, they, they've scored, you know, 127 points. Uh, it's just unfortunate that they allowed 130 points. So um, they had the offensive acumen to win, but not the defensive uh I don't know what you want to call it, but we're getting any stops. <laughs> you gotta get some stops, man. So, uh, third and final segment is our feedback segment. Um, I got two clips I want to play for you guys. I have one from Nate and I got one from Trey. Uh, Trey had a little back and forth with our guy Chris, man. I, I, I'm curious to hear y'all's opinion on that. I'm gonna play that for you. Uh, but first, I'm going to play some sound from Nate. Shout out to my guy, DJ Yogi, man. Hit me up. Let me know that the sound was a little low on these pressers. Sometimes it's kind of an inexact science, but I appreciate you for uh, letting me know um, what was going on. And hopefully, um, the sound will be okay uh, for this um, this sound bite that I'm about to play. So, I'm going to try to get uh, Coach queued up. And here's a little bit about what he had to say after tonight's game. Defense, uh, they do a good job of getting the ball uh, and running out the net. 
off of me. Baskets uh, with their speed, uh, they they put five guys out there for the most part that can handle, uh, can pass, shoot, and dribble, which puts a lot of pressure on your defense. Uh, you, you know, we did a good job of, I think, keeping them in front of us, but they were, uh, I thought we gave them a little bit too much space because they are guys that can shoot off the dribble. Uh, probably, uh, I think, the best catch-and-shoot team uh, in the league, and they showed tonight their ability to create shots and shoot off the dribble, all of them. Uh, you know, so they just kept pressure. I mean, both halves, uh, they was able to score over 60 points against us, and uh, uh, we just really wasn't able to uh, to get stops when we needed to. We weren't able to get stops when we needed to um starting to sense a pattern here right like i get it i mean that that pretty much summed up the game to be honest with you but like why can't we get those stops right is it a schematic problem is it an issue with effort uh what is the reason why we're not getting these stops you know um yeah so i guess those questions that um you know, those are the questions that I have, you know, but um, I thought he was, you know, I thought it was very fair to his assessment. I always think Nate is always very clear after games. He'll give you a little bit of coach speak, but um, he calls it pretty, pretty straight. You know what I'm saying? He, he calls it pretty straight to the vest. So, um, look, you know, he tipped his cap to Charlotte, said, look, man, when they go, when they go five small with Bridges and PJ at the five. You got five guys that can create and it can be very problematic for um, to defend that type of that type of unit. You know, you have five guys who can play almost like guards almost. You know, they both can handle. They can shoot the ball. A very, very tough cover, you know. So, you again, you got to credit Charlotte a little bit. But you still have to say, look, man, you can't just be crediting everybody. <laughs> you got to eventually get some stops. And uh, that's what they were unable to do tonight. So um, I'm going to play some sound from Trey. Him and Chris kind of kind of politely went back and forth, I guess you could say. Uh, Chris asked Trey about uh, some of the three-pointers that he takes, like in the early in the shot clock. And um, Trey kind of took exception to that, you know. But he was like, well, what are you talking about? Well, I'm going to let y'all hear. I'm going to let y'all hear. Let me just cue up the sound and shut my mouth. Let me just cue up the sound and shut my mouth. Let y'all listen to it. Here we go. I wanted to ask you about your three-point attempts in the fourth quarter. Uh, a lot of times in close games, I feel like you take uh, early shot clock threes. When, when do you do that? What do you exactly see? And, and do you feel like at the time that that is the best decision for you guys? Oh, uh, Which one? Uh, one. Um, there was a point at eight, the eight minute mark. It led to a t- uh, it led to a fast break. They they came down and got an. Eight. Oh, this is on the shot clock. I mean, I, I don't I don't have the. Yeah, I mean, I I know. Uh, I mean, I mean, I feel I feel your question. I wish you had a better, uh, more stat to it and knew what the shot clock was and the game clock was. Because, I mean, whenever it's uh, as a basketball player, when it's nine seconds or ten seconds left, and it's uh, you gotta make a play, and it's guys standing there and. You want to you want to make a play. You got it. I mean, you got to do something. And sometimes throughout the game, when you go into the basket, continuing, continuing. Sometimes you just gotta. Uh, I mean, believe in what you 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 worked on. So, I mean, that's just this is how I play. 
So when you do take those shots, you do feel like that is the best outcome for you guys as a team? I wouldn't take it if I didn't think that. All right, so let's break this down. I've heard, first of all, I'm going to be honest with you. I love the fact that Chris challenged him on that. And I, I really enjoy, I like Trey's answer. Trey said, look, I wouldn't take it if I didn't think I could make it. And an NBA player is not going to tell you anything otherwise. They practice these shots. That is their job. You know, it's their job to practice these shots. And so, obviously, they're going to take the shots that they practice, you know. Um, now, I think Chris's question could have been a little bit more, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I think he could have had a little bit more detailed and I think a little bit more concise about what he was thinking about as far as the decision making. I think that was the crux of Chris's question. Like, and not so much the shot because he he's going to take the shot because he feels like he can make it, right? He feels like he can make it. That's why he's going to take it. So I think the question should have been aimed at is that kind of within the offense because you're coming down and you're shooting these shots early in the, in, in the, uh, the shot clock. I mean, they were early in the shot clock. Trey was kind of deflecting a little bit, saying, look, when the shot clock goes down to 10, listen, brother, he's not talking about those shots. He's talking about the ones where you yoke up them 30-footers, and there's still plenty of time in the shot clock. Those possessions where the ball doesn't move, those possessions where, uh, you know, the shot can be seen like, you know, hey, you know what I'm saying? So... I don't have a question with the thought. I don't have a question. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to bang quit Chris on the question that he asked. And I'm going to tell you what, a lot of folks didn't see it that way. <laughs> they didn't see it that way. A lot of folks within Chris's mentions saying, how dare you ask that question? And, you know, you're, you know, they would, they were, a lot of people were in their feelings and like, listen, I get it. Like the fans, I get it. But like, he's doing his job. He is doing his job. If Dominique Wilkins was on this team and he took shots that were bad quality, or, or and 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 that's what superstars do. Let me let me put that out there. That's what superstars do. Sometimes they take bad shots. But as someone that covers the team objectively, it is your job to ask, like, "Yo, man, like, what are you doing?" You know what I'm saying? Like, it's your job. Chris was doing his job. Chris wasn't trying to grandstand. He was trying to do his job and there is no athlete that is beyond being questioned no athlete i don't care if it's lebron james michael jordan every athlete has to be responsible for their play they have to be responsible for their actions on and off the court and chris was just doing his job and if you have a problem with it you know listen you know what i'm saying i don't know you know what i'm saying because um Trey is not beyond a guy where you cannot question. And that's a problem that I have with some people think that, oh, man, Trey does so much. Why would you question him? Because he is your job as a media person to ask these questions. You know, he's not no no media. You're not in that room just to go in there and kiss ass. That's not why you're there. That's not why you're a good journalist. Just to kiss butt. You're not going to do that. You ask the tough questions. Chris asked it. I think it could have been a little bit polished, a little bit more polished, but it was kind of off the cup. So, I mean, I get it. You know, I get it. 
And I thought Trey gave a good answer. So it is what it is, right? Let's go and hear what you guys had to say after tonight's game. If you're on Twitter, one thing that I normally do is I ask you guys after the game, what were your thoughts on the game? Who was your player of the game? And I always enjoy um, seeing what you guys have to say. My guy Yogi said, E-Dub, Hawks need one of these wings to play with some major force. Also, I think they blew this game five minutes into the first quarter. The shot selection showed how much they cared about this opponent. Yeah, a lot of talk about the shot selection tonight. Thanks for checking us in, checking us out. Uh, Nate Blanchett said, Trey needs to stop taking contested threes during crucial moments when we don't need the three. All right. Uh, Dewan Goodwin, it was a rough weekend for sports fans in the state of Georgia, and Trey took some bad shots down the stretch. Listen, I'm just reading off my timeline, man. This is what you guys are saying. That's why I appreciate y'all's feedback, because you guys give me insight into what uh, the fans are thinking. That's why I appreciate you guys. Hefty Lefty says, Trey's decision-making down the stretch has cost us in multiple games this year. Appreciate that. Thanks for checking it in. Uh, my guy, ATL Ramasaki, said JC was great, but Miles Bridges was the player of the game tonight. Miles Bridges had a hell of a game tonight. Hell of a game tonight. Um, let's see. Let me grab one more. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let me grab one more. I, I, and, and I always enjoy y'all's feedback, man. And uh, there was one more that I wanted to read. Let me pull it up. Let me see if I... I think I had it saved. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Let's see. Devontae Walker said, Trey's decision-making in the fourth quarter has got to be better. Uh, Reggie's World says, you give up 130 points to a Hornets team without LaMelo Ball and Terry Rozier at home. He says, the Hawks are an average basketball team until further notice. Hey, man. Your opinions are your opinions, man, and I appreciate your opinions, and I appreciate you guys sharing them with me. Appreciate you guys taking some time out to listen to the Hawksbeat Podcast. Uh, before we get up out of here, let's take a brief look at the standings and a brief look at the week that is upcoming for the Atlanta Hawks. Currently, the Hawks are 12-12, and 12, 500 ball club. Uh, so what Reggie said about them being an average ball club, hey, <laughs> numbers don't lie. They are 12-12 and 12 currently, which is Good enough for 10th in the East. The playoffs started today. They would be in the play-in against the Cleveland Cavaliers, who currently own the 7th seed. So, uh, no quick turnaround for the Hawks. They have a back-to-back. Yes, they are playing a home and road back-to-back, which is kind of crazy, right? It's kind of crazy, but, you know, it is what it is. They play the Timberwolves tomorrow at... Uh, 8 p.m. in Minnesota. So I'm sure they're on a plane tonight flying in. They'll get in late in the morning and uh, take on the Timberwolves tomorrow night at 8 p.m. As far as the rest of the schedule, after this back-to-back, they will have a few days off. And uh, it's kind of crazy because in, in basketball, you don't get a lot of days off. But they'll have a few days off, and then Friday they will be back here to take on the Brooklyn Nets. And uh, then they have another day or two off to take on the Houston Rockets. So those are the next three games. Kind of spread out a little bit. Have a couple of days off. Maybe they can get some of these guys healthy. 
and uh, work out some of these defensive strategies that uh, <laughs> that need some tweaking. I'll just say that. So, uh, listen, I appreciate you guys for 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 thugging it out on this last <laughs> podcast. I know I'm a little nasally, but I appreciate you guys for uh, checking us out today. And uh, like we always say, man, God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. So. If you don't know him, you need to find him and show him some love because that is all he is showing you. L-O-V-E love. We out. Peace. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.